Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. It's a miracle. Oh, yeah. What about that one? Stello. Unbelievable. Aguero. Oh, 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 that was close. He's given it in. He's given it in. Here's Aloisi for a place in the you World Cup. He's yeah. scored. Welcome back to the Racing in Sports Punters Pod on this Monday, August the 15th. Jimmy Buckley with you again, and we'll be probing and prodding for the next 15 minutes, praying on value propositions and praying they come to fruition. We're in the studio after another massive weekend of sport in Australia and overseas. Essendon were the biggest losers in a tepid showing against Port Adelaide, which resulted in an 84-point loss. Repercussions are set to reverberate around Windy Hill in the aftermath with President Paul Brasher now expected to step down from his post immediately as serious question marks continue to swirl around Coach Ben Rutten's future. Carlton slipped to eighth position and are now in serious danger of falling through the finals trapdoor, while the ultra-impressive Tigers confirmed they will be playing in September and Geelong secured another minor premiership. The informed Roosters remain in the box seat to finish in the NRL's top eight, maintaining a two-point buffer and significant for-and-against advantage over the Raiders, who also won to keep their slim finals hopes alive. In rugby, the All Blacks snapped their almost inconceivable losing streak with a huge performance against South Africa, while the Wallabies were thrashed by Michael Checker's Argentina in San Juan, potentially blowing the rugby championship wide open. Further afield, Manchester United hit a new low after embarrassing 4-0 defeat to Brentford, who banged in four first-half goals to heap further misery on the fallen Giants. Chelsea and Spurs played out an entertaining 2 all draw, which left managers Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel sporting post-match red cards after a good old-fashioned eyeball-to-eyeball stare-down at Stamford Bridge. I could go on, but we have important future matters to attend regarding the NFL, specifically the AFC South and the NFC South. And joining me again to get the American football rolling once more is our NFL expert and the cousin of a Broom Cup winning jockey, Jake Altieri. Welcome, mate. That's an astounding introduction, (laughs) both uh, for the sporting giants of the world and myself. Very (laughs) honoured. Now, Ombudsman got the job done over in northwestern Australia. And I believe that is a second Broom Cup now for your esteemed cousin. Yeah, so Simone Altieri, first won it in 2018 aboard Gloryland. Now on Bodsman, gets the job done. Brilliant ride. Not uh, That's not any bias in that as well. It was a great ride. And uh, pretty happy to get a couple of dollars on ride at the jump. Uh, originally, I'll be honest, I backed something else in the race. But uh, when you've got a family member on a 20 to 1 shot, you've got to have something, uh, something a little each way and... She duly saluted, and uh, we're all very proud of her in the family, I'm sure. Exciting times. And Broom, that is dead. So that is the place where dreams are made, isn't it? Yeah, well, she is the queen of the Pearl Coast. That is uh, her colloquial nickname up that way. So 
She's uh, off the scene, I think, last year with an injury early in the year, but she's come back this season up there and uh, got the job done and won the big one. That is a sensational performance. And, uh, yeah, if you got a bit of that 30-1 uh, to 1 that was on offer, then uh, well played. Look, let's jump straight into, I think we'll start with the NFC South. We've turned the compass 90 degrees again. And some interesting sides here that we're going to have to run through. So we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who finished 13-4 and four last season. They're paying just $1.30 with Neds to win this division. And uh, Tom Brady, the returning Tom Brady, who momentarily retired in the offseason before deciding to go around one more time. We've got the New Orleans Saints, who went 9-8 and eight last season. They're paying $5 with Neds to win this division. The Carolina Panthers off a 5-12 and 12 season last year. They're at $11. And the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who went 7-10 and 10 last time, they're paying $21 with Neds to win this division. Jake, how have you assessed this one? I think it's one-way traffic in the form of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're obviously, as the market reflects, red-hot favourites to win it. I think the interesting part is the race behind them. New Orleans will be a little bit better this year. Uh, Jameis Winston obviously tore his ACL during the middle of the year last season. He should have recovered by now. I think he did show up for uh, training camp. So he'll be back ready and firing. They've got a good quarterback behind him to, I think it's Andy Dalton, they've bought in and um, should sort of nurse his way through and guide Jameis Winston on his path through, through the next couple of years. They did miss out on getting Deshaun Watson, but Jameis Winston did show some flashes of brilliance last season and with another full year under his belt and maybe the uh, screws just loosened a little bit and a bit more free-flowing offense, they seem the ones that could finish second. The Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers, they're seemingly on the downward slope, but the Panthers do have a little trick up their sleeve in the name of Christian McCaffrey. And if he can stay healthy, you will find out later that he might be a little bit of a bet throughout the season. On the Saints, so so like you say, Tampa Bay clearly the team to beat uh, with Tom Brady going around again. They have had a couple of changes. We'll get to those in a little while. But on the Saints, you've made some interesting points there. Jameis Winston at quarterback. I've not come across too many Jameises in my time, actually. J-A-M-E-I-S. They've, they've slipped an I in there, which is quite fascinating. If we're going if we're sliding eyes into... Random names. I think I fit the bill there too, don't I? <laughs> I suppose, actually, yeah. Got well, a that's, fo- a, that's a, a good point. Got a fond connection yeah. with old Jameis. Oh, there you go. That's a very good point. I think he's got ability. Now, one thing with the Saints, uh, Sean Payton is gone as uh, head coach. Now, he spent, I think, about 15 years there and orchestrated some of the best offensive teams I think we've seen probably over that time span. Dennis Allen comes in. He's been on the books there for a long time, I think, in a defensive capacity. He went 8-28 and 28 as head coach of the Raiders a number of years ago now, uh, which I guess is probably a knock. He was fired early in his third season, found his way to the Saints, and, and like I say, has been a part of that organisation for a long time now. That would be a question mark, I think, for me, off the field. On the field, I think they look pretty good. Their running back, Alvin Kamara, he's on, on battery charges, would you believe, following a post-Pro Bowl Fracar out one evening. I was just reading an article before suggesting that any suspension coming from that may not have to be served until 2023, which is pretty crucial because I suspect the running game will be very important for the Saints this year. 
as I said at the top, they went nine and eight last season. They're currently priced at two dollars with Neds to go over eight and a half wins for the season. So all they need to do is match last season and you cash out on that bet. Now, a couple of things. They'll get two matches against the Panthers and two more against the Falcons. And it's very, very hard to see them losing to either of those teams. And one thing I did find, Jake, is they have a particularly strong record against the Buccaneers. I think they're 4-1 and one against them in their last five, and not too many teams can say that. So if they can split that series... That's already five wins potentially on the board, and they only need to find four more over the course of a 17-match season to cash out on that over eight and a half wins at uh, at two dollars. So that's certainly something that I'm uh, I think I'm pretty keen on coming out of this division. Did you happen to find much much value as far as the teams are concerned? Yeah, well, we're sort of in the same boat with the Saints. I think having if Jameis Winston can obviously stay healthy through the season of. The ACL injury is obviously unfortunate what's happened, but they went through a few different quarterbacks during the year. Trevor Simeon was one. Um, they had another fellow that's now being just targeted towards being a tight end. I can't, the name escapes me as we speak. But if Winston can stay at the helm for the season, they've also brought in a few other offensive players as well to support him. And if they let him throw the ball a bit more and build his game up like they sort of did last year, I mean, last year was good. He threw, I think, three interceptions to 14 touchdowns or something along those lines. So um, if they can loosen the screws a little bit more and let him work into his game, I think they're not only going to match what they did last season and possibly be a bit better. And I'm glad that you think the same because with Sportsbeat, you can get $2.14 for the New Orleans Saints to make the playoffs. Now, they finished with the same record as the Philadelphia Eagles who made it into the playoffs last year, and I think their for and against was only a little bit worse. So with a little bit more offensive power in this 2022-2023 season, I think they're uh, a great chance of making the playoffs, and $2.14 I will be very happy to take. $2.14 about the Saints to make the playoffs. Now, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey before, the running back for the Carolina Panthers, who is also coming back from an injury. The Panthers are... A bit of a funny side now. Cam Newton has left as quarterback, so they're going in uh, a bit of a new direction there. If they can get a full season out of McCaffrey, then perhaps they can maybe win a few more games than expected. But what are you expecting uh, from McCaffrey this season? Yeah, with the quarterback situation at the Carolina Panthers, they don't really have one. So I think the offense sort of does lean on Christian McCaffrey, and he's only played 10 games over the last two seasons. He played... Three the uh, the season before last and only seven last year, but through those seven games he chalked up four hundred and forty two yards. In his last two fully fit seasons, he had a thousand and ninety eight yards in twenty eighteen, one thousand three hundred eighty seven in twenty nineteen. And I guess if he's going to be that focal point for the Panthers on offense, you're going to have to take him at over nine hundred rushing yards this year, and it's a dollar eighty with Ned. So we're taking a punt here that. He will stay healthy through the year or at least long enough to get to the 900-yard mark. But if they can sort out his durability and he can stay healthy, then I think the 900 yards on offer is a pretty good value at $1.80 with Neds and Ladbrokes. Very good find. And, yeah, like you say, I think the Panthers will be a fairly run-heavy side again. Baker Mayfield has, uh, has come in from the Browns to take over as quarterback. They've also got Sam Darnold there as backup. I don't think the Panthers will be frightening too many sides this year, and even less so the Atlanta Falcons, 
who could almost be the worst team in the league at this point. Is there anything else you like in the NFC South division? It was just, I guess, Tom Brady to have over 35 and a half touchdowns throughout the year. They're obviously going to play their offense through him. Or why wouldn't you? If he's still got the zest to play and he reckons that they can go on another Super Bowl run this year, then over 35 and a half touchdowns for $1.88 with Neds is pretty good. He's had 40 and 43 his past two seasons throwing touchdowns. So the line at 35 and a half, he is 45 years of age. But if his body doesn't let him down, which it hasn't yet, I think he's pretty well capable of getting over that mark once again. He will be throwing plenty of touchdowns. I have just slight question marks around the Bucks. I just think they're a bit too short. I mean, they're $4 favourite to win the NFC at this point with Neds. Like I say, they're $1.30 to win the division. Brady's back, and he is the greatest, of course. He, uh, he turns 45 this season. Let's not forget that. His good mate Rob Gronkowski is no longer there. He has retired. And, well, and not returned. Well, let's see. You wait until Rob gets the phone call about a month in. Oh, we're uh, winning games, are we? I might have to come uh, back. They have a new head coach, Todd Bowles, who was ex-New York Jets. And they got a pretty tough start. The Cowboys away, the Saints away, the Packers at home, the Chiefs at home. Then they hit the Falcons. So they may be 2-2 two and two after four weeks. They may be one and three after four weeks. I doubt it, but it's a, a bit of a tricky start for them. So they'll be there when the whips are cracking. I just think that they're probably a bit short at the moment. Yeah, I thought they were very short in the divisional markets and things like that. So that's why I headed in that direction of Tom Brady over 35 and a half touchdowns because Mike Evans is still there and they're not any worse and they've got some young talent in that are, you know can build up throughout the year. So... I still expect them to obviously win the division as the markets show, but they may not be as dominant as they have been the past couple of seasons. I think they're the shortest priced team to win their division of any side in the in the league. But there you go. Now the AFC South, which is of course made up by the Tennessee Titans, who went twelve and five last season, the Indianapolis Colts, who went nine and eight last season. The Houston Texans coming off a 4-13 and season and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were 3-14 and last season. Potentially a two-horse race here. The Colts are $2.05 and favourite to win the division with Neds. The Titans are $2.35 to win the division with Neds. And then you go out to $6.50 for Jacksonville and $26 for Houston to win that division. Well, I don't think that will be happening what have you made of the AFC South so far? Yeah, I believe it's, as you said, a two-horse race between the Titans and the Colts. The Titans being the second pick in the market is a bit unusual. They did taper off towards the end of last year, but they did lose in the first week of finals to the Bengals, who did make it all the way to the Super Bowl and almost won it. So it's almost a case of what could have been, especially seeing as their star running back, Derek Henry was out for most of the second half of the season with a broken foot. Now, he still finished ninth in rushing yards with 10 touchdowns from only seven matches last season. So he's an absolute bull when he's running downhill. And if he can stay a bit like McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy for the whole season, do they end up dwindling towards the end of last year? Who knows? And they might not even face the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs if he stays healthy. So... I think it is between the Colts and the Titans, but, you know, I think the Titans are maybe a little bit of value. I'm not tipping them up, as you'll hear later on, but uh, having them second pick, it does seem a bit odd. It is interesting. that There seems to be 
a bit of a feeling around that the Titans may regress a little bit this season. They won a lot of close games last year. In fact, they may have won seven games by eight points or less or, or something along those lines, which is unsustainable over the course of a, a number of seasons. They've traded AJ Brown, their star wide receiver. He's off to the Eagles. Robert Woods comes in to hopefully help fill that hole, but he's coming off an ACL injury, which is more significant as a wide receiver than, I guess, as a quarterback. Julio Jones is off to the Buccaneers, and it's going to be interesting to see how he goes there. So they've lost some pretty handy players there. The most interesting thing, I think, for me, this offseason and preseason for Tennessee, were the comments made by Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, when he said, I think he claims somewhat misquoted here, but it was reported that he said something to the effect of uh, it wasn't his job to help mentor their third-round draftee, Malik Willis, over the course of this season. Uh, Willis, who will slot into that depth chart, probably he may even sit uh, third in line behind Tannehill. That was an interesting comment. He's since come out and said that they were twisted a little bit and it's, it's great having him in the franchise and so on and so forth. Perhaps there is a bit of tension there, and I guess if Tannehill um, starts poorly, well, maybe they'll be trying a few different things. The Colts I quite like the look of. Matt Ryan comes in, Carson Wentz is gone, as we've discussed on a previous podcast. They started slowly last year. I think they might have been one and four and, and kind of came pretty good, I thought, towards the end. They were, uh, they were playing some pretty decent football. But how did they miss the playoffs? They <laughs> lost to the Jags in the final round. Yeah, that's uh, that's a deep scar, that one. Rumour has it, that's why Wentz was out the door. Everything that I'm reading is that that's pretty much the main reason why Carson was out the door. They're on their fourth quarterback in four years. You could probably argue that Matt Ryan's probably the best one that they've had in that span. And uh, Jonathan Taylor goes from strength to strength. They have been, uh, dare I say it, luckless. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They have struggled to to certainly to replace Andrew Luck. I think, yeah, Matt Ryan will probably be the best so far since then, but remains to be seen. It's actually going to be a, a bit of a ding-dong battle, I think, throughout between those two. My opinion, Jake, is you can't really make much of a case for the Texans or, or the Jaguars, and I, I take it you probably agree there. I do agree. I think the Jags might show flashes of brilliance this year, especially with Trevor Lawrence's second year now watching a bit of the uh, action this morning from the preseason games, they have bolstered that offensive line to give him a bit more protection. But I think from what I've seen, they're still lacking a bit on the defensive end and just mind lapses and things like that as well. So expecting them to show a little bit more than they have in previous years, but uh, they're definitely not a threat in this division, I would think, much like the Texans. Yes, yes, I agree with that. What have you found value-wise for us? So I went with... Indy over 10.5 wins. This is $2.10 with Neds. So last year, they pushed Baltimore. I think that game went to overtime where they lost. They pushed the Titans. They pushed Vegas. And they were very disappointing in the very last round to the Jags. I think they ended up finishing on nine wins for the year. So if you turn two of those results around, there you go. And they now have, as we were saying, Matt Ryan at the helm there at quarterback. So $2.10 for them to have over 10.5 wins with Neds, we're going to take that. You can probably take the Jags under five and a half wins with Bet365. Now, that's $2.75. But if you want to go a little bit on the safe side, you can get under six and a half with Ladbrokes at $1.80. And yes to the Titans making the playoffs. This price seemed very ridiculous to me. They're currently $1.87 with Sportsbet to make the playoffs. So 
although their second pick in their division, I believe they'll make the playoffs very, very comfortably. And a dollar eighty-seven seems uh, quite ridiculous. Let's recap from the top, actually. So, the NFC South, two dollars fourteen about the New Orleans Saints to make the playoffs. I think that's a pretty good bet. There, we've got you can take Tom Brady to throw more than thirty-five and a half touchdowns, and that's paying a dollar eighty-eight. And maybe have a bit of a look at Christian McCaffrey, the Carolina Panthers running back to rush for more than 900.5 yards. That's also at $1.80. I'm very keen on the Saints myself. New Orleans over 8.5 wins, $2 with Neds. I think that's fantastic value. I can really see them improving on last season, which would mean that bet cashes. Now, in the AFC South, Indianapolis over 10.5 wins is paying $2.10. And you can also get $2.05 about the Colts to win the division. That's with Neds. So there's a couple of just a little bit better than even money plays there around the Colts who we both think are going to improve. You can get $1.87 with sports bet about the Tennessee Titans to make the playoffs. Jake, very keen on that one. And the last one there, Jacksonville under 6.5 wins around about $1.80. You'd have to think you'd be in that one for a very, very long way over the course of the season. This division just seems to have quite a big gulf between the top two sides and the bottom two sides. Jake, next week we shift our attention to the West, which should be absolutely fascinating. I mean, some of the the real heavy hitters uh, in both of those divisions. So we're looking forward to that one, mate. Thank you one more time for joining us again in the studio. The NFL season is actually bearing down upon us fairly fast, and we cannot wait. I've got enough money to get these bets on. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You might be right there, mate. Happy punting.